Welcome to the New Hope Youth Group Podcast. On this show, current and former students share truth and what God is doing in their lives. Now here's your host. Whoa! 25th episode. We got some surprise for you, kids. Ladies and gentlemen, it is JJ Hall and I have taken over the New Hope Youth Podcast, and here held hostage, we have Tyler Smith, your interviewee. Somebody send help. It is going to be a great podcast. We have a treat for you guys. Um, Tyler's been leading many along the way. The podcast has been his baby. It's a great, great way to witness to others, but now we want to hear from him and get his answers on some important questions. So, I guess I'll do that. Yes. Yes, you will. So... Tyler, you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? My name's Tyler. Hi, Tyler. Hi, how's it going? I'm a youth pastor and coach and author and dad, friend. I love <laughs> people. He loves them. <laughs> loves people. Love, so, love podcast, just like this. Wonderful. So yeah, you're kind of a you're kind of Barbie of sorts. You have like 27 different full-time jobs. So how does that, how do you juggle that? Well, I learned in college because in college I was uh, doing two sports. Uh, I had a ministry, weekend ministry. I was in a company that put on Christian concerts. So I learned at a pretty young age how to plan and how to prioritize. So for anybody who may wonder that, how do I, you know, balance all that stuff? You know, have a calendar, make sure you make priorities first and, if you ever get too busy, make sure you slow down. And family time, ministry time, those are the, the priorities first before anything else. And then if you do that, you can uh, you can have some fun with some other stuff and manage your time well. That's dope for sure. So we have a couple of very extremely important questions that we really need to know the answer to. And we need we need you to answer it like Jesus would to, know, to know the real question. No pressure. Yes. Very important. So to start it off, one franchise has to go for eternity. Will it be the Indiana Pacers or the Chicago Cubs? Oh, my goodness. Now, you know I'm the biggest Cub fan of all time, but if the Pacers left, that would really stink because of my my writing gig. But, man, (laughs) can't get rid of the Cubs, though. Just can't do it. So Pacers are gone. I guess. What? <laughs> that's a horrible question, but that yeah. That is insane. So now you're, I mean, that's your state too. Now you don't even have. I would rather answer between Addie and Ellie. Just kidding. Oh. I'm just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> so what's the answer? No, okay. We'll move on to the next question here. Would you rather Indiana University wins a, win a men's basketball championship or Lincoln hop up Lincoln University, your alma mater? Hop up to Division One and win a championship. Ooh, that's tough. I think I would still go with IU just because I consider myself a Hoosier first. And for them to get a sixth banner would be amazing. Which is why you would get rid of the only Hoosier basketball professional team instead of a Chicago team. Yes, I guess. Yeah, you're, it's the hard, you know, these are hard questions. I'm just, I know, just trying to do the best that I can. Trying to do what Jesus would do, I would <laughs> say. So, um, what is your all time favorite car that you've owned, or I guess parents owned, driven? Um, I probably the one I got right now, really, Subaru. 
I like the tinted windows. I like that it's all-wheel drive for the Indiana winters. Very nice. Classy. I like the, the Bluetooth. It's an incredible setup for Spotify. It's a nice touch. Yeah. And even though the, the back end is a little rough right now, um, it's still my favorite. Wonderful. All right. <clears throat> Moving on to music a little bit here. One band has to go oh. all time from history. Is it DC Talk or is it Newsboys? Oh, I thought you were going to maybe ask who I like better, but one has to go? Yeah. Does that mean like all their music is erased from my memory? Erased from history. It is gone. Oh. Man. <laughs> I personally, like on my Spotify playlist, I have more Newsboys stuff. DC Talk, I think, meant more to the industry. But if we still get Toby Mac and stuff, which we probably could have, then I would still, I would probably pick Newsboys just because of, oh, I just have no idea. Well, Plus, DC I've never seen DC Talk, and, and I know they put on a great show from what I've heard, but I've seen Newsboys a lot, and, and I would hate to take away their live show. I think I'd have to say DC Talk just because they have a touch of Newsboys to it. It's, it's a group that obviously branched off into a bunch of very important people. I'd say music-wise, I'd choose Newsboys, but yeah. DC Talk did have the influence. Yeah. All right, <clears throat> this is going to be hard. It may take a second, but first, first one that come, pops into your head, what is the best album of all time? Best album for, for all time, which I've said before, is U2's Joshua Tree, which I believe is the most influential because every time I see reviews of like bands that I like, they mention the U2-esque or the Bono-esque or the Edge guitar-esque. Like, they always refer to U2 with their influence. And that's, I mean, that album had Still Haven't Found What I'm Looking For, Where the Streets Have No Name, With or Without You, just all these incredible hits. Personal favorite is Switchfoot's The Beautiful Letdown, which has impacted me the most. It's a great so, album. Yeah. All right. Again, I know you've had a bunch of them, a bunch of good ones, great ones even. What is the your favorite youth series that you've taught? Oh. All-time favorite. Uh, that is tough. As far as like just a teaching standpoint, the Stranger Things of the Bible. That was a great one. Just from a teaching standpoint. Um, as far as like fun, like mixing the, the lesson with games, then you've got like Reviver, uh, the Hunger and Thirst games, stuff yeah. like that. So when you combine games and, and lessons, those come to mind. But just the teaching standpoint, Stranger Things of the Bible. Great answers, great answers. So, electronic or physical? Would you rather read a book, the Bible, on your phone, or would you rather have the actual physical pages in front of you? You know, that's the one thing that I would prefer, I feel like. Maybe not the one thing, but um, I prefer physical. Physical books, it's nice to have the Bible in your back pocket for any time you need it. But if I'm going to read a book... Can't do ebooks. I just don't do it. Uh, and if I'm doing like an actual legit Bible study, I want the real thing in my hands, even as digital as I am for other things. Completely agree. So, <clears throat> an argument we have had many times over our years together has been about generations. And in some ways, you claim to have the best upbringing. From a technological standpoint, growing up, you got the best of both worlds. 
Um, go on and defend that a little bit because <laughs> we have a couple challenges. I was born in the mid-80s, all right? Seems like a long time ago because it was. <laughs> but I do believe that my generation and the, you know, maybe the surrounding couple years here and there, we had a really, really amazing upbringing because we, we grew up at the very beginning of some of the technological age. So I feel like we, we rolled with that. I learned technology, you know, like junior high, high school, and I've kept up with it. So I'm not lost on anything that's new. I figured it out. So now when something new comes along, I don't really just go ask how to do it. I figure it out on my own and I'm able to do that. But I also had a childhood that was not so technological. It would still be, oh, I heard my dad's whistle and the streetlight sign. And, you know, I'd play outside all the time, make up games, build forts, play with the garden hose, you know, the cliche things that we did. So we learned about working hard and we were, you know, learned about having fun without the technology. But we also, I was young enough to roll with the times with the technology. So there's a lot of threads out there about my generation and why. It's the best. And I, every time, I'm like, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, there are some points that there, – there are some very valid points in there. I think one Do of them – Do you even know what Jungle Gym is, JJ? You grew up on MySpace. <laughs> I don't, what is Jungle Gym? That is, is that like Snapchat? Uh, pretty close. <laughs> Figured it's about the same. But you did get to grow up with <clears throat> um, social medias, and you kind of learned with it um, – we just kind of had it as soon as we were born for the most part, as soon as we could start to figure things out. But um, what is... Also you, from a sports side, like MJ and LeBron and like the sports ages, I got to witness all of it. I could understand that too. Yeah. You, you, you do get, I mean, <clears throat> very, some very influential sports players in there, um, which is why your, val your argument is more valid when you say that LeBron is not as good. <laughs> That's right. So <clears throat> you grew up with social media, and I know you especially can see the um, value in putting time into social media, using it as a platform um, in whatever you do. I see, I, obviously, you're very involved with social media for the youth group, um, for the church, um, even your uh, girls' bas basketball team out at Crawfordsville. Um, can you say the influence social media has had on you in that aspect? It's a major influence. <clears throat> like anyone else, it can be a challenge sometimes to not spend too much time on it. But as I mentioned in uh, Sydney Phillips' episode of this podcast, uh, social media is a, a wonderful servant, terrible master. So if it's like a master of your life and your time, then it's dangerous and bad. But it can absolutely be, be used for good. So... And also, you know, working with students, whether it's coaching or youth ministry or in sports with, you know, Pacer fans, whatever, you got to meet them, meet them where they're at. And they're all on social media. So you don't want to completely ignore it. You want to use it for good. So I'm personally a, a big fan of what it can do if you use it right. Completely understand that. And about using it right on just about any platform, if you click on the comment section on pretty much any post, you'll find an argument somewhere in there. You'll find an argument about pretty much any genre, any topic. People are going to argue. A lot of what you see on social media is arguing about religion, beliefs, uh, politics, 
how, how do you feel about uh, arguing your point as right as it may be on social media? I think there's a fine line. Um, I know I, I would never want to say that it's, it's never good. Like some people say, oh, it's a terrible idea. Never do it. Um, I would say it's, there's not a whole lot of times when good comes from it, but there are times when, when it does, maybe someone says something that you just, you have a good answer to, and you don't come across as I'm going to be a jerk and argue my point and try to win an argument more. So like, Hey, have you considered this? And you're loving, um, I have a lot of stories like that. I've even had texts from people who are like, Hey, you're, you know, I, I saw that uh, conversation you had and some of your answers really helped me. So maybe it's not even the person you were, quote unquote arguing with, but it could be other people. They see your side of it. They see how you're approaching that conversation and maybe it helps them. So more often than not, if it's someone you know and have already built a relationship with, you have a, you know, a better voice. It's like anything in life. You have a better chance to speak truth and love to them. Whereas if you're just on some random YouTube video and you're commenting, probably not a whole lot of good is going to come of that, especially when it's someone you don't know and they're just going to bash you like crazy. But if you ever feel led by the Spirit to engage in a conversation, do it with love, be patient, know that it's probably not going to go well, but maybe <laughs> maybe you can uh, share some truth and, and see what happens. So we talked a lot about um, Pray for One this past year. Uh, well, I guess it's probably been about two years now, yeah? That might have been 18 even. Was it 18 or 19? Yeah, we, we, we kind of kept it, but yeah, that was our vision and. 18 or 19, one of those. It's kind of insane that it's been that long, but that was by far um, my my best, um, or my, my favorite, I guess, um, vision that we've done, uh, mission, I, I guess, and that is something that I, I've kept uh, myself, and I know we've shared a bunch of stories on that one, but you, you shared one that was pretty interesting. Um, are there any good pray for one stories uh, that in, in your own life? Yeah, honestly, which is interesting how it happened because of COVID the Pacer media, we had a different spot at the games this year and we actually had to get on an elevator. Whereas before we'd walk down steps and go to the media room, go to our spot from there this year though, we went up to the varsity club level. So we had to take an elevator and almost every time there was a lady that would be on that elevator. And of course I made the cliche joke of your job has a lot of ups and downs. Ha 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 ha. <laughs> Great. <laughs> but I would see her for quite literally 30 seconds every Pacer game. But I started to pray and, you know, what can I do uh, to, you know, she seems really nice. And, you know, some people just give that aura about them that they're probably, they're, you know, they probably follow Jesus, but I can't tell for sure, you know. So I started having this idea of praying and like saying, hey, I'll ask her one question every time. I only have 30 seconds. So ask her about her life. I got, you know, I'll say like, hey, today, you know, today's question I'm going to ask you this. And then it was kind of fun back and forth. Well, then eventually I was like, Hey, uh, I'd love to give you a book that I wrote. And she's like, Oh sure. Can I pay you? I was like, no, I, you know, free, free gift. I just want to, you know, you've been so nice all year. Here's this. Well, the next couple of times I saw her, uh, towards the end of the season, she mentioned how it's impactful to her. And she went and bought two more to give to family. And like, we started having good faith conversations, even though they were short, but that's an example of just being aware of people around you and opportunities that you may have. So that's one that comes to mind. It's a great story for sure. And uh, one thing that hit me about that story is that just, just you only saw in 30 seconds. 
and you know you, you made the most out of that you don't have to see somebody for hours at a time to make an impact um if you could if you could share one piece of advice to somebody that's listening just about life in general Whoa. one piece of advice <laughs> one piece uh life is going to be hard that's it no just kidding life is going to be hard follow jesus every day even when you doubt even when you don't have all the answers he's going to show you stuff along the way some stuff we won't find out till we meet him face to face but i think god is too good and life is too short to not see that through like it's a relationship so Whatever you're struggling with right now, whatever doubts you have right now, whatever questions and fears, keep pursuing him. It's worth it. And yeah, I would just say that it's worth it. Going down to the last couple of things here, we have a couple fan questions. Oh! Yes, yes. <clears throat> From one of our longtime listeners. Hi, Tyler Davis here. Ladoga, Indiana, calling in to say... TNT. Yes, yes. Great value, Tyler. (laughs) When you die, what is the one thing you would want to be remembered for? This is what I want to be remembered for. It's a good song by Colony House. And they do a good job in that song, so just go listen to that song and that's it. I would say... um, Someone who loved others, hopefully... Because there's, I've mentioned this to the youth before, there's a lot of people that know me in different roles, but hopefully in each one, they see that I genuinely love Christ and love people, even if I don't always do as well as I should, but hopefully they at least believe that about me. JJ, I love you. (laughs) (laughs) About to make a grown man cry. (laughs) All right, and then lastly... How do you, in your own faith, and a lot of your roles, you are um, seen as kind of a spiritual leader, um, youth pastor, um, you know, as a coach, you're, you know, just a leader in a lot of aspects. How do you um, kind of humble yourself, but at the same time, find your confidence and worth in Christ and just you grow spiritually? I think many years ago, coming to the realization that... I'm really nothing <laughs> apart from <laughs> apart from Christ. Like there's, you know, a hundred years from now, I don't know if any part of my life will be remembered. Hopefully my book's still around, but it's like, <laughs> you know, you just don't know. Like there could be no one a hundred years from now that even know I existed. So life is so short that it's like, what am I doing with the time that I have? What are the, am I being kingdom minded in all that I do? So all these different roles, are there things here and there that I can do to serve and try to encourage, you know, the best that I can. Um, but yeah, I, my, my accomplishments don't define me, neither do my failures. And so coming to that realization helps me to live each day with like, come what may today. Like I don't want to want to follow Christ today. And as John the Baptist would say, I must become less. He must become greater. And that's how I try to, Try to find my, my confidence and my worth strictly in that truth. It's great stuff. So I know soon we have a Unite Seville coming up, correct? August 15th. Wonderful. It's and then be awesome. Youth group, of course, is starting 
soon also is that yeah, a, that's week, also in august the week after that so we i mean we have stuff basically every sunday after this week uh well this sunday we leave for memphis the sunday after we have a pool party the sunday after we have worship in the park the sunday after we have unite seaville the sunday after we have uh youth group kickoff on the 22nd so Busy bunch, time, yeah. Bunch lined up. It's going to be an exciting year. Excited for a new group, a bunch of young leaders. Um, we're very excited. Um, it's going to be huge. It's going to be huge. <laughs> Can't wait for it. Tyler, thank you for letting me interview you. It was a great time. Thanks for kidnapping me. Anytime. Yes. <laughs> you can go now. <laughs>